0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. I'm concluding my series on blessed to be a blessing. This is my, then we'll, we'll move into something new. Amen. So we're talking about blessed to be a blessing. And, you know, I, you know, I think a lot of times, especially as Christians, when we're going through trials, we don't think we're blessed. Have you ever go through a trial and you don't think you're blessed? (laughs) But you know you're blessed. You know you got to acknowledge that you're blessed to be blessed. Faith is acknowledging God's promises in our lives. Amen. And and acknowledging them and agreeing with them. Say, I agree agree. with God. God. And if God says that you're blessed, you're blessed. Say, I'm blessed. See, that's how you partake of the promises of God's word. You agree with God. Say, I'm agreeing with God. So if you're saying, you know, if you're saying negative things out of your mouth, amen, then you're not agreeing with God. You need to start saying positive things. You're blessed with all spiritual blessings, the Bible says, in heavenly places. So we're talking about being, uh, being blessed and we are blessed. We got we to gotta get a revelation of that. And, you know, when you get a revelation of how blessed you are, you're going to be more thankful. And when you're more thankful, you're going to see more of the grace of God in your life. And so, I mean, that's the key. So you've got to get a revelation that you're blessed. And, And so we're blessed, but we're blessed not just for ourselves, like I keep preaching in this series, that our faith is not just for us, but it's for others. Amen. It's not just for us, just... You know, just me, my family, us four and no more. No, our faith should expand outside of our family. Amen. And so so we want to be a blessing. God blesses us to be a blessing. And I just want to remind you of, you know, the four cornerstones or keys of of our ministry. And, And I've been going over this so you won't forget. Amen. And number one, as you're in church, we want you to know God. And I'm going to say this: knowing God is more than just joining a church. Amen. Hello, can I, can I get there's lots of people that join churches. There's lots of people get they get water baptized in their church and all that, and and, and they get on the roster of the church, but they don't get their name written in the land's book of life. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Just because you're on a roster of a church doesn't mean that you're going to heaven. Amen. No, you got to have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Glory to God. And we need to know God. Yes. Uh, Jesus was talking to this Pharisee named Nicodemus. And, and and Nicodemus, you know, was asking Jesus about heaven. And Jesus said, you must be born again. Amen. And Nicodemus was a religious man. He did a lot of religious good works. But, you know, our good works is not going to make it to heaven. No, no, only Jesus and accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Amen. And so we want to know God. And we want to have a progressive realization of who God is. And when you come out to church, hopefully you're getting to know God more and more. Amen. And, and, and our focus also is we want to bring people in so they can get to know God. Amen. So they can do that. And, and the next thing is that our second, you know, uh, key to our church is that we want you to find freedom in the church. Amen? amen. To find freedom because when we get saved, we all have issues. Amen. Can I get an amen there? Amen. And we're all going through a process, but hopefully that you know we're we're getting through some of our issues, amen, and, and and we're 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 learning to walk in Christ and we're learning to be what God has called us to be. Amen. How many people are bearing some good fruit in here? Amen. God wants us to bear good fruit, glory to God. And I'm telling you, I want to walk in more joy, you know, this this coming year, you know, the new year that's coming up. I want to walk in more joy. Amen. I want to know God more. That's the reason why we're fasting for the first um, month of the year. Amen. Because, you know, I really believe fasting will help us. Some of us might be bound up by some things and through fasting and, and prayer God may want to break you free of some things. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And so that's the reason why we want to fast at the beginning of the year. Because I, I want to see you guys more free. Yeah. I want to become more free. I want to walk in more peace. I want to walk in more joy. I want to walk in more love. And can I get it? Can I get some hands here? Hey, Amen. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, uh, I, I struggle uh, in just... Sometimes I struggle with a bad attitude. Anybody ever struggle with a bad attitude? Or is it just the pastor? Anybody ever struggle with a bad attitude in here? Amen. Amen. Do you know why you struggle with a bad attitude? You know, it, you know, it's not, well, maybe you're backslidden. No, I won't go there. But the reason why you struggle with a bad attitude, because, you know, and I'm talking and, and I'm talking about. My message today is called Eternal Perspective is because this place isn't our home. You know, I I was in traffic yesterday and we were getting trying to get some things done and it was just pandemonium. Don't go shopping on the Saturday before Christmas. (laughs) Amen. And it was just pandemonium out there. I mean, just cars and then people just don't know how to drive and they don't move forward. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And they wait for perfect conditions, and you're counting one, one thousand, two. They could have already went. Does anybody know what I'm talking? Is, is there, is, or are you the one that's sitting there waiting for the perfect conditions? And I'm the impatient one behind you. Are you here what I'm? I pulled around one person. I was like, that's it. And you said, you you lack patience. I just said, that's it. I'm done. anybody know what I'm talking about? anybody love traffic out here? Say I'm growing. I'm growing. Say the pastor's growing. Okay, growing. Amen. That's that's when you don't want to have that Sea Life Church sticker on the back of your car as you. <laughs> Are you listening to me? or Have you gone home? Amen. So 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 we want to find freedom. I I want to. I want to walk in more joy and walk in more peace. If you're going to walk in more peace, you can't get out of your patience. Amen. So as we fast and pray, I believe it will break some bondages off of us and and I believe that will get us into a place where we're walking in a greater realm in God. Amen. And then and then another key to our church is that we want you to discover your purpose. And that's the reason why we have what we call growth classes and And uh, a growth class, it talks about the church and talks about your gifts and talks about how you can get involved. And and so it, it will help you move into that place that God wants you to move into. Amen. Somebody say, I got purpose. You have a purpose. Amen. There's things that you can do that I can't do. Amen. And vice versa. But when we come together and we use our talents for the glory of God, we will create a glorious church. Do you believe that today? And that's what Jesus is coming back for. He's coming back for his spotless bride without spot or wrinkle. Any wrinkles here? No. Without spot or wrinkle, man. Full of faith. Doing the works of Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we're full of faith and full of love. Amen. So we want to discover our purpose. One of the prayers that I pray a lot, and you may want to look into this in discovering your purpose, is a prayer in the book of Ephesians. It talks about, Paul actually prayed this for the Ephesian church. And he prayed that they would know the hope of their calling in Christ. And, and we have those prayers there when you walk in on that table. And you can pray them for yourself and for your family members that are saved but not walking in, in the fullness of their faith. Any, any, anybody have any, any children that's not walking in the fullness of where they need to be walking at? And you want them walking in God? You can pray the Ephesian prayers over them. That God would open their eyes to truth and bring them out of deception. And and I'm telling you, it works. And I'm telling you, I pray these prayers over you guys all the time. Amen? I pray the Ephesian prayers over you all the time. Because I want you walking in the fullness of what God has for you. So number four, we want to get to this point where, where our ultimate purpose in our lives is to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Your your ultimate purpose is not just to get saved and go to heaven. If that was so, the day that you got saved, you've been struck with lightning and you would have went to heaven. Amen. No, no. The the ultimate purpose of you getting saved is not just to get to heaven. But the ultimate purpose is for us to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Amen. In other words, God wants to use us. Amen. to, to, To bless somebody else. In this life and our life is not going to be fulfilled until we get out of ourselves and get out of selfishness and get into helping other people. Did Jesus help people was Jesus? I'm telling you, everywhere he went, he was out there helping people. People would ask Jesus to do something for him and he would say, I'll go. Can you come heal this? My, my daughter, he said, I will go. You know, uh, the centurion came to him and said, you know, I, you're, you're a man of God. And, 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 I, and I see, you know, you, you operate under authority. If you just speak the word and Jesus spoke the word and healed his servant. i am tell you, Jesus is all about helping people. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And I'm going to say this to you today. God is with you today. He will, he will empower you to be a blessing wherever you're Do you believe that today? God empowers us to be a blessing. That's, that's wonderful news today. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I love what it says um, in... In the scriptures that Jesus actually talks about that, you know, and, and this is Christmas time. And Jesus talks about, you know, about us being the light of the world. He was preaching this on the Sermon on the Mount. And he said to the people, you are the light of the world. But he says that you don't take a lamp and put a basket over it. In other words, we don't, when we, we have a lamp in the house. We don't put a basket. Why? Uh, why we don't do that? Because we want that light to shine out the darkness. Amen. Amen. And so God wants the light that's in us. To outshine the darkness that's out there, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of darkness out there, and the dark. And I'm telling you, the Bible says it's going to get darker out there, but the church is going to get lighter. Glory to God! The church is going to glow even brighter out there in the darkness. Amen. Unless you're getting impatient in in, in traffic, (laughs) but it's going to grow lighter. Amen. And so praise God. So, so in First Timothy, we've been looking at the scripture, and this is—it's interesting that Timothy, uh, that that Paul is writing to Timothy, and he's a young pastor, and uh, he's instructing Paul, and he's—and it's interesting he has to instruct Paul in, in this manner. He says in First Timothy six seventeen through nineteen, command. He says actually, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or prideful, nor put their hope in wealth. We don't want to put our trust in our things and in our money. Sometimes when God blesses us, we start, you know, and we start looking at the blessing more than the blesser. And we start getting excited about all the blessings that we have. And it's good. We can be excited about that. But we need to be more excited about God. Amen. That's what happened to the Israelites in the Old Testament was that God warned them. God said, now I'm going to bring you into a promised land. And, and you, you were slaves to the Egyptians. Now you were in the wilderness. How many people have been in the wilderness? How many people are trying to get out of the wilderness? No, I won't go there. But how many people are in their promised land? You're in your promised land. Well, how many people are moving towards that promised land? Well, okay. <laughs> I got nobody in I'm not in the promised land, Pastor. You know, no, no, you're in the promised land. You're in exceed life church. You made it to the promised land. Hallelujah. Say I made it, Pastor. Made it, Pastor. And so, you know, and, and God warned the the Israelites, he said, Listen, you're gonna live in houses you did not build. That's amazing. And you're going to be you're going to eat a harvest that you did not plant. And and so 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 God was, you know, blessing the Israelites. He actually sent them out after bondage. The Egyptians gave them all these all this money and they they left wealthy, but they couldn't spend it in the wilderness, could they? But anyway, they they left wealthy. Amen. And God and God warned them and said, be careful that that you don't get so caught up in what you have that you forget about God. And, that, and that's what happens sometimes is when God is blessing us, especially financially. Sometimes we can, get, we can get caught up in the things that we have and the blessings that we have. Amen. But we need to be caught up in the blesser. Amen. And God is the blesser. And when we keep God in that proper place, amen, uh, the blessing will t- continue. In other words, we will enjoy the blessing. And I want to enjoy my blessings. Then he says, then then, uh, Paul says to Timothy to say this to his congregation, command them, talking about the church that Timothy was pastoring, command them. So he's commanding us to do good. That's a no brainer, Paul. All Christians are supposed to do good, right? But then he's saying command them to do good. Why? Because we have a tendency not to do good. We have a tendency just to be more focused on ourselves. And then he says to be rich. Then he, then he goes again and he says, comma, to be rich in good deeds. So we're, we're supposed to do good and be rich in good deeds and be generous and willing to share. In other words, what Paul was saying was, tell your congregation, get the selfishness out. Yeah, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Well, I know you love this message this morning. I know you guys are. I know it's hurting you so good hurt me. So I was like, you know, I was praying one day and I said, uh, well, actually, I was I was thinking to myself. I was thinking, uh, nobody wants to hear a message about doing good. And 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 then the Lord corrected me, he said, you're not there to please people. You're there to help people. And I said, thank you, Lord. You mean I can't just preach a message that's going to have people. "Woo, glory to God, I'm coming back next week. Amen. I I, I might be clearing out some of you. Amen. Glory to God. Clearing you out. Amen. Amen. Listen, I want you to get out there in the highways and byways and be a blessing, and that's what God wants us to be. And this is a good message for you because you know we need to have an eternal perspective, and sometimes we forget that we're that that this earth is not our home. And of course, you should realize that. ...that this earth is not your home and, and we need to get more caught up in heavenly things than in earthly things. And then he says here, be generous and willing to share in this way, th- th- this right here is the key right here. This is why we need to be generous. This is why we need to be, do good things. Yes, we need to do it because God loved us first and, and we should be reciprocating God's love... But it says here in this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves. Talking about us as Christians, we will lay up treasures for ourselves, a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of life that is truly life. So so listen, I'm going to say this, that, you know, I don't know about you, but I am reward motivated. I'm motivated by the reward. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I like rewards. Does anybody ever, you know, you, you you know, you see something on Facebook and say you can uh, put something in here and you might be able to win something? Uh, Starbucks has something right now. I have an app. From, I, I, I shop at Starbucks. I buy coffee there, and they say if you just put something in here, you may be able to get, you know, a free coffee. I'm in there doing it. Why? I want the reward. You know what I'm saying? I I like rewards. That, that's what, I have I have credit cards. Oh, I know it's bad, but I pay them off every month. Amen. I don't run a balance unless it's zero percent interest. But listen, I have credit cards, but I have what they call reward credit cards. I'm telling you, my dad got me on reward credit cards, and I had a credit card that gave me one percent on everything I bought, and I thought I was doing good. And then my my dad said, listen, you can get a Discover card and you can get and they got quarterly promotions and they will give you five percent on what you buy. Five percent. Woo. That's five times more. That's reward. I said, "I got to get me. I already had a Discover. I just was sitting around. I wasn't using it. And so I so I realized, man, I could be I could be banking money. 5% on my reward. That's called being a good steward. Amen. Somebody might say that's called being money hungry. But no, no. It's, 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 it's called being a good. Say I'm a good steward. Amen. And so it's being a good steward. And now I got these credit cards. I got one credit card. Man, I, I like to brag about my rewards. Don't you love rewards? Amen. I got one credit card. It gives me 6% back on my groceries. back. Uh, After the service, if you want to know about it, talk to me. (laughs) Matter of fact, I can send you a text for that credit card and they will pay me $75 if you get that card. I love rewards. (laughs) And people, my dad, I got my dad turned on. He got a reward and I got a reward. Amen. Amen. And are you listening to what I'm saying? So we should be, I I like to be, we should be reward motivated. And so, and that's how the patriarchs were. They were reward motivated. We're going to talk about that. But um, we're going to talk about that they were reward motivated. Amen. So, so again, my title is eternal purpose. And we got to get an eternal purpose in our lives. Amen. You know, there's a saying that, uh, uh, you only live once. Have you ever heard that saying? And, you know, it was popularized by some hip-hop artist named Drake. And he, uh, I don't know if anybody ever heard this hip-hop artist. And, and, and he, he, put, he, he put it in his song, you know, and he put like a, a hashtag YOLO, you know. You only live once. But you know what? Really, he has it wrong. And really, that is really an idea that, you know, you live once, make the most of your life. You live your life the way you want it. In other words, the, the, you know what the theme song in hell is? You know, what the, it's from Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. I did it my way. I mean, that's, the, that's the theme song in hell. I did it my way. No, you need to do it God's way. Amen. I don't want to do it my way and end up in hell. I, Man, this is a good message this morning. I don't want to do it my way. I I want to do it God's way. What is it to win the whole world, the Bible says, and lose your life in hell? What is it to gain, the Bible says, gain the whole world. Gain the applause of the whole world. Have everybody like you in the world. Amen. What is that? And end up in hell. I'd rather have everybody hate me in the world and end up in heaven. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, I'm not trying to win a popularity. Jesus never tried to win a popularity contest. You know, he was ticking people off left and right. He was making people mad. He was telling the Pharisees, you whitewash. you guys are whitewashed tombs full of dead man bones. I mean, he said that to the Pharisees. He wasn't trying to win a popularity contest with the Pharisees. I mean, he told some of the people that he ministered to. You only came here just to get more bread that I gave you yesterday. You didn't come to get the word of God. He, he, Listen, he wasn't trying to please them. He was trying to help them. So I'm not trying to please you this morning. I'm trying to help you to get in a place where you can walk in the blessings of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so really, it's, it's not y- YOLO. Which is popularized in some rap song "Yolo, you only live once," uh, but it, it's "Yolt, you only live twice." Yolt. That's my hashtag. Yolt, you only live twice. In other words, there. You know, there's. We're going to have two lives. Amen. Don't misunderstand me. You, you, you weren't a queen in your last life. Okay. You know, a lot of people, every time, you know, they, they go to, they, they try to figure out who they are and they believe in re, people believe in reincarnation. You know, they, they they were never a horse thief back in their back in their last life. They were always a queen or a king or somebody, you know, awesome. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Oh, Hallelujah. No, 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 no. God calls us into the kingdom of God. And he calls us kings and priests unto the most high God. You're somebody in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're somebody in God. And we need to get that revelation that we're somebody in God. I want to say this, that the world even knows this. The world knows this, that, that, that they may, I'm talking about the people that don't know God, they, they made, you know, there's not going to be any excuse on Judgment Day. And the Bible actually says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, he says he made everything beautiful in his time. He said he has also set eternity in the human heart. So God has put eternity in everybody's heart. Everybody knows deep down inside, even if they don't want to admit it or not, that there is a God. They may not want to admit it, but the Bible very clearly states everybody knows there's a God. Amen. And, and, and deep down, they know that there's going to be a judgment day. Are oh, you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And I on that judgment day there's and I'm going to be talking to you about judgment today. And um, boy, this is a great message. Amen for Christmas. And uh, and, uh, and, and and we're all moving Towards a judgment day. And it says in Hebrews 9, 27, it says, just as people, it says, uh, just as people are destined to die once, after that, to face the judgment. And so we're all going towards a judgment day, per se. And, uh, and, our ju- and, and there's two types of judgments that speak, that, that spoke about in the, in the Bible. One judgment's called the Great White Throne Judgment. Anybody ever heard of the Great White Throne Judgment? Amen. Amen. And it's in the book of Revelation. You know, the Bible says if you read the book of Revelation, you're going to be blessed. Amen. Why is that? Because the book of Revelation will scare you so much <laughs> that you're going to want to stay as close to God as possible. Amen. Because the book of Revelation is scary. The beast and all this stuff in the book of Revelation and the Bible says if you read the book of Revelation, you're going to be blessed. Why? It's going to keep you close to God. You just need to stay close to God. Look at your name and say stay close to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So there's two judgments. One is called the great white throne judgment. And the scholars, you know, they came up with this idea of the great white throne. Why, why did they come up with that name for the judgment? Because it actually says it. Uh, there's a great white throne. <laughs> Amen. In the book of Revelation. And we am going to read this to you because there is a reason why we need to spread the word of God to people out here that don't know the, the, the God. And the, 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 the great white throne judgment, some believers and even preachers believe that that, that, that the two judgments, that even Christians are going to be in the great white throne judgment too. But I don't believe that because our name's written in the land's book of life. And the Bible says when you die, immediately you go to heaven. So you're, if you're in heaven, you, then you pass the test already. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? But let's look at this. And this is really strong today. But can you handle it? Amen. Can you handle some strong word this morning? Amen. Because, you know, I'm not, I'm, not just, I'm not just ministering to novice out here. I'm ministering to future Ministers. Amen. Glory to God. You guys are ministers of reconciliation. But it says in Revelation 20, 11 through 15, it says, Then I saw a great white throne. And this is John. He, got, he, he received the revelation from God about the end times. That's how he wrote the book, uh, the book of Revelation. And then he said, I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead. See, this is where I believe it's just for the unbelievers. I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were open. You see, we're not dead. Hello, we're alive. Now you can say, well, people that don't know God, they're alive. Yeah, but they're dead to the things of God. See, the Bible says when we were dead in our trespasses. Amen. In other words, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't have Jesus, you're actually dead in your trespasses. Hello. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying today. But when you know Jesus, you're alive. Amen. So it says here, I saw the dead, small and great. We're not dead, we're alive. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the point that the great white throne is for the unbeliever. Standing before God and books were open, And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged each one according to his works. And so I'm going to say this: that you know uh, you can't. Uh, and I say this all the time: you can't make it into heaven trying to be a good person. No, Jesus is the only good person out there. Jesus is the spotless son of God, slain for the foundation of the world. He's perfect. He never missed it. And he, he, in all points, but he went to the cross. And so it says here that uh, uh, this is, it says here, then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is at the end of the book of Revelation. And this is the second death. So there's a second death, which is the final death. Amen. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I don't want, you know, I, I don't want anybody, not even my worst enemy, going to the lake of fire. Are you listening? We, there is a reason. You know, David, was, uh, David came to the battle and, and Goliath was taunting the armies of God. And, and uh, you know, he said, what is this giant taunting the armies of God? And, and they said, well, if you, if, you know, the king said, if somebody kills the giant, they're going to get all this reward. See, David was reward motivated. And he said, taxes will be paid off. You, you'll get the king's daughter's hand in marriage. David was already anointed. He knew that he was going to be the next king. And he thought, this is my ticket. All I have to do is take out this uncircumcised Philistine. Which, what, what that meant was, he said, you know, David called him an un- In other words, he, the giant had no covenant with God. Amen. And I'm going to say this, you have a covenant with God. No matter what... Giant is coming against you. The covenant of God is bigger than those giants. Whatever's coming against you. Whatever's coming against you. No, you're covenant with God Almighty. And no matter what battle you're in, you're going to win it. Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Say, I'm a covenant man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so David was reward motivated. He had to ask twice. Now, what are you going to get if you take the giant out? I mean, if you read the story, David had to hear it twice. Well, you're going to get the taxes paid off. You're going to have the the king's daughter in marriage. You're going to live in in the palace. You know, man, I'm reward motivated. You've got to be reward motivated in this life. And that's what we, and David was reward. and And he took the giant out. And he stood on the word of God. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so so we don't want people going to that place, the lake of fire. But I'm going to say this, that, you know, that judgment, that judgment that people are going to go to hell over. It's because they're standing in their own goodness. It's called self-righteousness. And the Bible says self-righteousness is a, it, it, it's, it's a filthy rags, the Bible says. In other words, our own good works isn't good enough to make it into heaven. We've got to stand on Jesus and what he did. And see, the judgment of, God's, of man's sin fell on Jesus at the cross. God judged Jesus. He judged your sin at the cross. And everything that Jesus went through at the cross, Jesus paid for your sin. Your sins are paid in full. That's awesome news. That's why you should be excited about Christmas time. Because God's not holding your sins against you. You are in right state. God is pleased with you this morning. But pastor, I didn't do everything right last week. It doesn't matter. Because God's looking at your heart. He's not. He's not focused on all the external. He's focused on the internal. If is it your heart, is your heart trying to do what's right? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Is your heart trying to do the right things? Amen. So 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 we need to continue to move in that place. There's another judgment and. Um, It's in 2 Corinthians 5.10. And this judgment is not for our sins because our sins have already been judged on the cross. We are in right standing with God. Glory to God. But this judgment is, is called the judgment seat of Christ. And this is a judgment if we're going to receive rewards or not receive any rewards. And I don't know about you, man. I want to receive all the rewards God has for me and then some. I'm telling you, I don't, I, I believe it's going to be kind of like this in heaven. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be kind of like the Academy Awards. Just, 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 just come, you know, just follow with me. amen, just for a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's going to be like a red carpet in heaven and everybody's going to be decked out in their righteous robes. And they're going to be wearing their crowns with many jewels because they got many people saved. And it's going to be shining all over the place. And Jesus is going to be up there, and he's going to be calling people. And he said, this person laid there in the life for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and they did this, and they did that. And here's some rewards I want to give them. And they'd stand up, and and, and have different people come. This person uh, was a prayer warrior. They, 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 they prayed for the church. They definitely prayed for the pastor to help him not to backslide. Amen. And, uh, and they're going to get a reward, glory to God. And, and, and then, and you're going to be waiting for your name to be called and it's just going to be crickets. And you're like, and you're going to be like, where's my reward? But you're, you know what the Bible says? You're just blessed just to make it in. Woo man, what the Bible actually talks about that. It talks about it. We'll, we'll try to read them. We'll try to get through this, man. I know I need to get this closed down. But um, praise God. So it says here. For we must, this is Second Corinthians 5, 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. I saw that, whether good or bad. You see, listen, you know, as Christians, we can do good things and we can do bad things. We're not exempt from sinning. You're not, are you listening? To, we, in other words, Bob, the Bible says, choose this day who you serve. Yes. So we got to choose if we're going to serve God or if we're going to serve ourselves. We have to choose and we can choose to do good or to do bad. And so, and so, and so, so it says here that Christ will judge us in what we do. And doing bad is this, is doing things in our own strength. In other words, we're trying to we're trying to do things in our own power or in our own strength or trying to accomplish some things that God may not even call us to do. There are, there are people today that might be called to pastor and, and their shoe salesmen or their insurance agents or, or their realtors. And God called them to pastor. They will not be judged For being a realtor and how good and ethical and all about them being a realtor. They're going to be judged for not being a pastor. Oh, man, this is getting deep down here today, man. Pastor, you're really getting it deep. Listen, we're going to be judged by what God has called us to do. And if we're doing our own thing, then that's not good works. That's, oh, pastor, it hurts so good. That's bad works. In other words, it's not going to count for the kingdom of God. Hey, but you could give into a church. You still can tithe. You're still going to receive blessings and doing all that stuff. But really, we need to be doing what God wants us to do. Amen. Amen. I, I'm kind of I have a bent towards business and I could I could I could be in the business world. I used to sell insurance and and, and do all that kind of stuff. But God never he didn't call me to do that. Every once in a while, I think about it. I'll be honest. I think about me. Hey, should I go back to sell? <laughs> sure. Amen. But no, I, I want a reward. God's going to reward me. It doesn't matter if I have 100,000 people or 100 people. God's going to reward me the same because of my faithfulness to the call. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Somebody say I'm faithful. faithful. See, see, I'm preaching to myself tonight, (laughs) this morning. Amen. You know, I'm preaching to you, but I got to preach back to myself. To encourage myself. That's what David did. He encouraged himself in the Lord. You're just getting my encouragement. If you weren't right, if you weren't here, I'd be preaching myself happy anyway. Amen. Glory to God. Matthew uh, uh, Hebrews 6:10 says this way: for God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, and that you have ministered to the saints. And do minister so so Paul wrote this to talking to the the people that were in the church and and God's not going to forget uh the nursery workers in our church he's not going to forget the the what they pay you know they have to pay a lot not to be in here amen okay, I won't go there, but uh, you know you, they got to Pay because, you know, they, they, they're working with the children or, or the ushers and, 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 and everybody that's, that's involved in ministry. You know, God's not going to forget your labor of love. And he's going to reward you accordingly. Revelation twenty two twelve says this. Behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. So so let me just uh, reveal some eternal uh, principle, uh, eternal principles today. And so principle number one, we need to get this in our makeup, you know, as Christians, that we are pilgrims just passing through. You're a pilgrim. You're just passing through. This place is not your home. You got to get a, a, a revelation of that—that that that, that that you're that it's a temporary situation. Even what you're dealing with today, that's good news today because what, if you're dealing with something bad today, hey, it's just temporary. Amen. It's just a temporary situation. It's subject to change. You may be dealing with issues today. It's subject to change. It's temporary. And maybe, you know, and, and the Bible actually says there are some that, that stayed in faith. They didn't get everything they believed God for, but they, they were still in faith. And God still rewarded them when they get, got into the sweet by and by. Listen, you keep believing God no matter what it looks like. No matter if it looks like it's working or if it's not working. Keep believing God. If you don't grow weary and well doing, the Bible says, you will don't grow weary and well doing. Don't go grow weary and doing good. Don't grow weary and coming to church. Don't grow weary and reading your Bible. Don't grow weary and, and witnessing the people. Just to keep doing good. You will end up reaping something good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm stirring myself up today. I don't know about you. Do you see me? I'm shaking it up. The Bible says you've got to stir yourself up. Stir it up. You've got to get excited about the things of God. So we're just pilgrims. Say, I'm a pilgrim. pilgrim. Passing through. through. Amen. So there's two kinds of mindsets. And we want to make sure that we're not in this camp and this mindset. Now, Now, Paul is writing about these people. Now, I'm not one of these, you know... I say this quite often, but I'm not one of these once-saved, always-saved pastors. You know, you're locked in. doesn't matter if you want to get out of the kingdom of God. You're just locked in. No, you know, the Bible says if you deny Christ, he will deny you. Amen. In other words, we got to keep believing. In, in John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him, and that word believe is an active verb, you got to keep believing. Amen. Say, I'm believing. I'm believing. I'm a believing believer. Amen. And so this is a mindset that we don't want to go with. And Paul is writing. This is a little strong this morning. He says, for I have, uh, for uh, Philippians 3, 18 and 20. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Woo, you listen to what Paul's saying? He said, many. Not a few, many are living as enemies. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach or their appetite. And their glory is their shame. Their mind, now, now this is what, why they're in this predicament. Their mind is set on earthly things. Their mind is set on earthly things. Amen. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we are eagerly awaiting our Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says, you know, how many people want to continue to walk pure in God? How many people want to walk pure in God? The Bible says if you want to walk pure in God, keep, keep looking for Jesus' appearing. Keep looking for Jesus to appear. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Keep, in other words, that will keep you in a place where you're not going to veer off course. Where you're not going to get in a place where you may want to deny Christ. I never want to be in that place where I want to deny my Savior. And there's people by their lifestyle, by how they live, in a sense, they're denying Jesus. I Man, I hate to be hard today, but by their lifestyle, they're denying Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And so, so Paul could be talking about, I think he could be talking about the, a worldly mindset that world thinks like that. But I think Paul was weeping because there were some Christians, even Paul wrote about, that were following Christ, but turned and followed Satan. Amen? And we don't want to go that route. Say, I'm not going there. I'm, going there. I'm staying close to Jesus. But then in Hebrews 11:13 13 through 16, it says it this way. It says here, and this is the hall of faith. And, and uh, Paul was writing about all the patriarchs that made it through and, and, and did great things for God. And he talks about these patriarchs and says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them. Somebody needs to get persuaded this morning. That God has good things in heaven for us. Amen. And embrace them. And and listen to this. It says, and they were persuaded of them. Persuaded of what? You may ask. They were persuaded that God had good things for them. That that eternity was going to be full of good things. That heaven was going to be a good place to be. Amen. They were persuaded. That's why they, 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 they kept believing the promises. And it says, and, and embraced them. And now, now it says they confessed. They confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims. On the earth. They actually confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims. Uh, Are you listening to what I'm saying to today? They had a mindset that kept them close to God. And that mindset was they were strangers and pilgrims. In other words, that this earth wasn't their home. They had a mindset. Amen. And they had a a heavenly mindset. For they... Uh, it says here, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. It truly, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is a heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Now, number two, I want you to get this. The number two principle, if we're going to walk in a, a heavenly mindset, are you ready for this? Number two, Our time is short. Your time is short here on this earth, and we, and we, we need to understand that, that we only have so much time. You know, I think about this year, and, and the older I get, anybody over here, over, over, uh, over 50 in here? Hey, don't raise your hand, but anyway, you guys are youth. But it seems like the older I get, the faster time goes. I'm telling you, I was just talking to my mom about this the other day. My, my dad went home to be with the Lord last January. And, you know, and uh, my mom said, you know, it's already December. She said, I don't even know where the time went. I mean, it just flew by. I'm telling you, it's just time is moving. It's moving and it seems to be moving faster and faster. Time keeps on slipping, slipping into the future. Okay, that's, that's from my old days. But time... Okay, let's, just get, let's get back to... That was carnal. But time <laughs> keeps on slipping into the future. So time is short. James 14 says this way. Wherefore, you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. If you think you have a lot of time, it's easy to waste your time. I like what Moses wrote in the book of Psalms. It says it this way, it says here, teach us to, it's in, uh, no, it's in Psalms, it says here, teach us the number of our days and recognize how few they are, help us to spend them as we should. So we, we, need, we need God to teach us that, to, to, to make the most of our time. The third eternal principle that I want to go with this morning is that we need to make the most of our opportunities. This life is just a test. I said it before, and in this series, I'm telling you, opportunities are passing us by all the time to be a blessing to people all around us. Opportunities are are, are passing us up, and these are opportunities that not only do we get an intrinsic feeling of goodness when we help somebody, but we're storing up blessings and treasures in heaven. And I'm telling you, there's going to be people that get to heaven that's going to be flat broke in heaven. There are not going to be any treasures in heaven for them because they're not, they're not being a treasure down here on earth. So you listen to what I'm saying to you today? Boy, I got no amens on that. And so eternal principle number three is make the most of your opportunity. Ephesians 5, 15 and 17 says it this way. Watch carefully then how you should live, not as foolish persons, But as wise, making the most of the opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not continue in ignorance, but try to understand what the will of God is. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Now, I'm going to close this down. Man, I got a couple more points, but I'm going to close this down because it is getting late. But I want to read this last scripture here. And it says here, again, I want to to just get this in you. You need to be uh, eternal, you need to have an eternal perspective and you need to be reward motivated. Look at 1 Corinthians 3, 13 through 15. It says here this, but on judgment day, it's talking about our rewards and what we do. Fire or fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. Paul wrote this, and Paul got this revelation from God about our works down here on earth. And it says, fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, the builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer. And it actually says great loss. And it says the builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, it doesn't pay to be a Christian and live for yourself. It doesn't pay to be a Christian and just live your life selfishly for yourself, doing it your way, not consulting God for anything, not bringing God into your life. It doesn't pay pay rich dividends to go that route. I don't know about you, but I want to do what God is calling me to do. I want to have that heavenly mindset I want to be like Moses. And Moses, you know, grew up in the house, you know, with, uh, in Egypt. He was a Pharaoh's daughter. And the Bible actually says that Moses would not even be... Accept to be called the daughter of uh, the, the son of, of Pharaoh's daughter. He, he wouldn't be called. No, but the Bible says that Moses was willing to, to take the hard road. Moses was willing to take the hard road, road instead of enjoy the passing pleasures of sin for a season. We need to be like Moses. We need to be. And the Bible actually says that Moses was, was looking for the reward. We need to We need to be looking for the reward. Yes, the Bible says it, it's going to be hard down here. It's not always going to be easy to witness. It's not going to be always easy to do good things. It's not going to be always easy to read your Bible and come to church. But I'm going to say this to you today. It's worth it. And when you get to heaven, you're going to be glad I preached this message to you today. You're going to be glad because you're going to get to heaven and you're going to have rewards. They're going to call your name up. And you're like, what? And you're going to come up up to the front. And Jesus is like, oh, man, you went to Exceed Life Church. Here's a reward. You did this for Exceed Life Church. Here's another reward. You went outside of Exceed Life Church. and You did this for this person and for that person. Here's some more rewards. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And you you have, oh, my Lord. You have all these rewards, and you're going to be so thankful, and you're going to be like the one that gets the crown, and you're going to take all your rewards, and you're going to cast them at the feet of Jesus. Why? Because it's only His grace, only His grace that enables us to do anything good. You can't brag on your goodness. You can't brag on it. It's, it's Jesus' goodness. He says "He, we are his workmanship created for good works. God created you to do good works. I'm telling you, when you get to heaven, you're not going to be laying down on, on a flowery bay, bed of ease having angels feed you grapes. That's not what's going to happen in heaven. Amen. You're not just going to be floating around like a cloud in heaven. No, heaven is a place of purpose. People are doing things in heaven. I've heard I've heard vi- people had visions and went to heaven. People are working on the mansions in heaven. Your mansion is being worked on today by people in heaven. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Amen. Or you might be. they might be working on you. Pup tent. No, no, I won't go there. But I... I are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? People are there's purpose in heaven. There's gonna be purpose when when God recreates the earth and the heavens, and then we're gonna be we're gonna be reigning over cities, the Bible says. The Bible says we're gonna be judging angels. God's preparing us for great things in the sweet by and by. This, what you're living right now, you think you got you're living, oh, this is great life. Things might be good. Right now in your life. But you know what? It's nothing compared to what heaven's going to be. This is just a shadow of you know, the greatest day you ever experienced down on earth. It, it's just a shadow of what heaven's going to be like. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We need to be so heavenly minded. Amen. That we become earthly good. Did you receive something from this this morning? Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today. And we thank you, Father God, that you're preparing us for glory. And Father God, I know and I know that you're preparing each one of us that on that day that you judge us, Lord, you're going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And so, Father, I thank you for the precious people today and those watching online, Father. And Father God, I just thank you. Maybe you're you're trying to... You know, live this life for yourself. You're, you're, you're trying to get all that you can. And, 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 and God has become more of a genie to you. And, and, and God is more of something that serves you instead of you serving God. And God wants us to serve him. And I'm telling you, when we serve him, he will add. When we seek the first, the kingdom of God, his righteousness, he will add all these things to us. And he will add, Bible says, wealth, and he add no sorrow with it. Because we're seeking him and not the things. So if that's you today, you know you need to get yourself back on track with God. Maybe you don't know you have a relationship with him. Pray this prayer with me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. I'm turning my back on sin, Satan, and the world, and I'm turning fully to you. And I thank you for receiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.